This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, it's time to check in with a Hall of Famer. Minnesota spokesman recorder, writer, and United States Basketball Writers Association Hall of Famer, Charles Holman, joining us here on The Lake Show. Me and Charles were together last night at an event put on by Minnesota Sports and Events. Um, That is the organization that is responsible for bringing so many tremendous, spectacular events uh, in sports to Minnesota, whether it's getting us geared up for Final Four, getting us geared up for a Super Bowl, getting us geared up for the latest, which is men's and women's Big Ten Conference basketball tournaments at Target Center. That's what's going to be happening in March. Uh, And I guess, Charles, first off, thank you so much for being on the show again tonight. Uh, What were some of your top takeaways in just listening to – both of the VPs talking last night about uh, the basketball tournaments making its way to Minneapolis for the first time. Well, I think, Henry, first of all, thank you for having me on the call tonight. Uh, I thought that uh, both executives were very excited about coming to Minneapolis. Uh, you know, you know, Minneapolis has such a cold weather reputation. Uh, even though it's in March, it still have a cold weather reputation. But I think both executives are really excited about having both tournaments here. Remember, this is the first time ever that the Big Ten has ever held both the men and the women's tournament at the same site. So that is very exciting. And second thing to take away was diversity. Uh, the stressing of diversity from the executives and from Mayor Fry and from other people that was that spoke uh, really, it was impressive. You don't hear that very often, uh, or at least over the years, you haven't heard that very often when it comes to bringing big events here. It always been you, you, the fans coming in, the teams are coming in, but the community was simply looking, almost like looking at into looking at outside a window, looking at it. Uh, so it seemed like they're taking a concerted effort to improve, to include everybody, not just the people coming in. Uh, with the people that live here, because we stay here after everybody goes, and especially young people getting a chance to. And I think it also gives an opportunity, uh, Henry, is to put Minneapolis in a positive light. We've taken we've taken a lot of hits in the last couple of years, uh, unfortunately, unfairly, and so therefore, this is an opportunity to show that Minneapolis isn't the place that people sometimes think it is. Yeah, and I, and I definitely. Um... Uh, look at what uh, Winnie Blackshaw and Minnesota Sports and Events have done here the last couple of years in securing 
the men's and women's uh, Big Ten uh, basketball tournaments in the same year. I think that's big for Minneapolis. I think it's big for the Twin Cities. I think it's big for the state in two ways. Number one, you just touched on one. Just from the image and how people view Minnesota, I think that it helps us market our state and specifically the Twin Cities better. And then secondly, just from an economic standpoint, um, and I don't agree with um, a lot of things that have happened maybe the last few years with uh, Mayor Jacob Fry, but I will say this. When things like this come to your town, you got to get props um, uh, when props are due. And I, I appreciate the fact that uh, he's had a strong hand in uh, securing these uh, these bids. Mm-hmm. You're definitely, definitely that. I mean, also, you're going to have some star power here. you got Caitlin Clark here, and you know that she's going to bring the whole state of Iowa, so they'll be here. And then on the men's side, you have uh, Tyus, not Tyus, uh, the big kids from Purdue. Yeah, Zach Eady. Yeah, Zach Eady. So, I mean, you got two big names that's highly ranked national powers at this point, and that's going to make for a real good tournament, especially because I don't think there's a clear-cut winner on either side of who can win the Big Ten. Of course, we know that whoever wins the tournament goes to the NCAA automatically. So, you know, we could say I was the favorite. We could say that. You could say Wisconsin the favorite. We could say that. And you could say Northwestern could come in and win both sides. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just to be excited. I think people will appreciate the, the, the basketball. Cause remember, you know, as your listeners hopefully know, next year is going to be a totally different animal. Uh, it may not have every team go to the tournament because they have so many teams in the Big Ten. It may have, you know, certain numbers. So this might be the last time you'll get to see a tournament with every Big Ten team have an opportunity to win a tournament at, 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 at in the postseason. Yeah. We're talking to Charles Holman from the Minnesota Spokesman Recorder here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. I just, you know, I look at it and I, I you know me, I'm a basketball geek. I, I'm a basketball <laughs> geek. I mean, we're talking about going back to when me and you kind of first connected in the late 90s, um, after I graduated from Morehouse, and I remember sitting at Riverside Perkins with you and Coach Boone and everybody else, and we all just kind of chop it up and everybody kind of taking me under their wing. But I tell you, I'm just a basketball fiend like that, right? I can sit in the gym and watch basketball all day long. But with that being said, as much as I love the men's game, I'm even more excited for the women's tournament. I mean, Caitlin Clark is off the chain. Indiana's got a great squad. The, the Lady Gophers have improved. They've been vastly improved from last year to this year. So to me, when I look at both tournaments, they're both going to be exciting to watch. But I think that there's going to be – I think that the the crowd that's going to show up in the largest of numbers is going to be the folks from Iowa. Yeah. And also, there's some local talent on some of these Big Ten teams. Yeah. Nebraska has a local player. Wisconsin has a player from St. Paul. Minnesota obviously has local players. Uh, Illinois got a local player. There's some players from <laughs> that's going to be here. So you know, you know, it's not Caitlin Clark and the and the, and the wannabes. It ain't that. Okay, it's a, it's going to be a real good tournament, and it all bets off. I, like you, I March Madness. I sequester myself. Okay, I don't go nowhere. <laughs> I don't want to bother me. Don't call me. If the place on fire, just 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 put a blanket over me and keep me, you know, keep me from, <laughs> from fire retarded. I just love, I just love March Madness. I really do. I love watching that one and done type of experience that you don't see at any other level of sport. 
uh, and I just enjoy it. And uh, you know, and especially when it gets to the point when the they coming down to who's going to go in the tournament, who's not going to go in the tournament. I love all that. I I love that. I used to pick up all the magazines, all the papers. I don't do the I don't do the uh, the 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 seedings no more. I, I quit doing that after a, a teacher one time won won our pool because she picked on she picked the numbers on the colors, the winners on the colors. I I gave up that. <laughs> yep. Yep. No man, I I hear you, bro. I hear you. Hey, so let let me ask you this. So outside of of because there's nobody in the state of Minnesota that covers the women's game as, as as closely as you do. Outside of Caitlin Clark in Iowa, what are the other two storylines that you have on the women's side? Uh, one is the uh, Ohio State is sneakily playing very well now. You know, last year they had some injuries early, and then it came to life just before the tournament and made that run. So they almost look like the same same kind of team again. I'm also concerned, or our storyline is, Illinois now, last year they snuck up on everybody. But this year they're struggling uh, with the same team. So that's an interesting storyline. Why is it that they uh, had such a great year last year under Shannon Green, and now uh, this year they're struggling with the same team? And thirdly, a storyline is, the youth, the youthfulness of Minnesota and Wisconsin. They are they're the two youngest teams in the conference, and they both have improved record. They both won more games this year than they won last year. So, that, those are storylines that I'm going to pursue. Uh, as, as you know, in addition to looking at the players that come in from out of town, uh, who you know want to play in front of folks, you know, home folks, home fans, home everybody, and see how they play. Uh, that's that's going to be unique, and just also just <clears throat> you know, and I'm always looking for little hidden hidden gems on that. But I also want to go around and look at all the auxiliary uh, auxiliary uh, events because there's some yeah. things there that's you know, Eric Curry is involved with the Big Ten, a former Gopher. He's going to be working with young people. Uh, they put a new scoreboard at Fireview Park. Uh, you know, little things like that 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 don't get the the limelight as they should. Uh, and then, you know, I guess this is breaking news. I'll be participating in the junior journalism program. Uh, I'll be mentoring one of those young people uh, that's, uh, that's grade awesome. six through eight. So yeah, that's I'm, awesome. looking forward to, I'm looking forward to doing that because they'll be shadowing me. And then, you know, they'll be putting their own story together and they'll publish it for the Big Ten to put out on their social media. So I'm always want to work with young people. I love that. So that'll be a thrill for me as well. That, you know, they won't get in my way because I'll find other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know what's so interesting about the two weeks that the, that the, uh, the tournaments are going to be here is, you know how, like, in the NBA, there's that stretch every single year where they have the rodeo in San Antonio, right, <laughs> down in Texas, and the Spurs yeah. are on the road. Hey, the Wolves got to do it the same <laughs> thing too because we're two consecutive weeks. They're they going to be gone. They will not be at Target Center. So get your popcorn, get your popcorn ready, everybody. <laughs> that is interesting. People forget about that, the, the rodeo in San Antonio every year. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. And it's going to be exciting. I mean, it really is. I have never – this will be the first time for me, Henry, that I'll be able to see both tournaments in the same site. Uh, you know, and that's exciting for me. First of all, I ain't got to worry about hotel rooms. Yeah. Uh, secondly, and travel expenses. But uh, that's exciting. That's exciting. I hope they do more of that. I, I think it's been wrong to have them in separate sites because you have writers like you and I. We cover both both 
teams, and then we got to go from one, and then it goes to another. Yep. You know, why can't have it on the same side? I, I think that's a you know, I'm glad that Minneapolis is the first to do that, and hopefully that'll be uh, something they'll continue to do for years to come. Yep. Hey, Charles, man, always a pleasure to have you on the show, my man. Oh, man, always a pleasure sitting and chatting with you. I really always enjoy it. And, you know, you know you're my man. You do the great job on CCO. I appreciate that. And, and stay warm out there. <laughs> I'm going to try to. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. That's Charles Holman, Minnesota Sports Recorder, joining us here on The Lake Show. Get your tickets now. I'm telling you all right now. Don't be trying to, you know, uh, at the last minute, oh, I want to go see Caitlin Clark. Oh, I want to go see. I'm going to tell you this right now. I can see it already. You know who I think is going to be in town? I swear to you, I think I think there's a chance because they finally they got back together. Did you see a couple of days ago? Did you see the pictures no. of the Fab Five? Oh, no, I didn't. Michigan coming to Minneapolis to support Jawan Howard. Oh, mm. man, we might have C-Webb, Jay Rose, and the Cats in the building. You know, what, you know I ain't going to run up on them? Of course I am. Yeah. That'll be dope. You look like a Jimmy King sort of guy. <laughs> I loved them all. No, I, I love all them dudes. I loved all them dudes. All right, coming up next, a marijuana-related topic. And people, you must understand, this is not your mother and father's weed. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, this is not an anti-weed or marijuana segment. Not at all. It's not my thing, okay? And I think the listening audience knows that. Uh, I've never been into marijuana, even going back to the uh, to the chronic days, right, when I'm in college and listening to Dr. Dre and Snoop. Um, it's not, it just, it never appealed to me. Smoking never appealed to me. And then the uh, now we've got because um, it's not just about marijuana. It's also now it's when we're talking about TC and stuff like that. You got the gummies and you got the now, edibles. You got the drinks. Now, now you got the drinks and yeah. all that stuff. It's just not my thing. Now I'm not going to sit here and say that I've never used a CBD product or a THC product uh, to help me with uh, with muscle pain or anything mm-hmm. like that. Because I have, I have actually I have some balms now uh, from a cultivated CBD that work like magic. Unbelievable stuff. Mm-hmm. They got great products. But I'm not a person that, you know, I'm not Cheech and Chong. Let's just put it like that. I'm not firing up doobies. I'm not into smoking weed like that. That's not me. You'll never uh, see me in a contest trying to outsmoke Snoop Dogg. But I bring this up because marijuana and smoking weed, um, it continues to, to be popular. It's even more popular now because of the legalization of marijuana. But one thing that, and I've been saying this for probably about a decade, is that the weed that we're seeing 
and what people are inhaling and u- utilizing and smoking. It ain't your mother and father's weed. It's not. It's not. So, look, I get it that there's now we've got all these, you know, all these different strains and all this different stuff that's being grown. It's not the same, man. And I, I think that people, we have to accept that and we have to own that. And so a, a medical specialist uh, with regards to addiction, Dr. Drew Pinsky, he said in an interview with Fox's The Bottom Line last week, quote, psychotic episodes have been increasingly common to the point that they're actually kind of characteristic feature features to the psychosis these kids are getting from the weed. I'm not sitting here on the radio as somebody talking about weed claiming to be a weed expert. I'm not sitting here talking about talking about like I'm sampling different strains of weed. But I've seen firsthand people smoke and have reactions like I've not seen years ago. And I've always been let me let me tell you guys a true story about one of the reasons why I've always been very squeamish about marijuana in particular. Um, I have a cousin the same age as me. He, um, this was middle 90s, middle of the 90s. I was in college at the time. He was smoking some marijuana and just was out of his mind for about a couple months. Had to be hospitalized. And you're like, well, what the heck? Well, unfortunately, unbeknownst to him, the weed that he happened to be smoking on that occasion, because it wasn't his first time, it was laced with PCP. Very unfortunate situation, okay? Not something he signed up for, but he used something that somebody else, you know, gave him or he was using with whatever, and it totally screwed him up, right? Now, he recovered after all of that and... Um, I, I think I, I saw him like a couple of months ago, and you know he's he's in a good place in his life. I end up end up bumping into each other at like a Whole Foods, or whatever. But the point of this is, is that when you see that happen to a family member, when you see that happen to somebody that you care about um, at a young age, it, it wasn't going to make me enthusiastic about wanting to smoke a. Well, it's a shock. A joint. To, it's a shock to the system. Yeah, it, it, I just wasn't. I was like, dude, there's no telling what's. In this stuff, like I ain't growing weed. Mm-hmm. The closest thing that I'm gonna be to utilizing weed is me watching weeds on <laughs> Showtime. That's it. <laughs> That's about it. So for me, I look at it and I see these statements and these articles talking about what's happening with marijuana use, and now they're saying it's being linked to mental health disorders. Oof. That's that's a scary thing. Yeah, but I I think one of the one of the positives of Minnesota but I I feel like the state did this backwards. I feel like they as much as I am a proponent of legalizing marijuana and THC and whatnot, I feel like this was rushed and there were no regulations. There, there's a whole lot that the state did not think about. When this was legalized, what, less than a year ago. And I think nowadays when 
you hear some of these stories about getting, you know, some of this weed, the drugs on the street. You don't know what's in it, but everybody is looking for that high. What can I do to get the high and then some? Like, what can Mm. I do to take it to the edge but not go over the edge? And that's the problem when all of a sudden you've got this up there, but it's not regulated. So now you've kind of opened up Pandora's box, and now you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube if you're the state of Minnesota. Like, you've got toothpaste all over the counter, and now you have to clean up the counter, and it just keeps coming out of the tube. It's like, the state can't stop. And I feel like, again, as much as I'm a a proponent of it, I feel like it was very, very, uh, it, it was very sloppily executed. And there's a lot missing. And, and, you know, I'm, I have THC drinks. I've had the gummies. I smoked marijuana when I was younger. I don't do it now, but I, you know, I do it in lieu of alcohol. But I, I totally understand that. You there, put your bong away? Uh huh. Well, I've, you know, what do you think I was doing You're last week? Sniffling. No, that's a different kind of party. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. It's allergies, allergy season. Um, it's just as is it we're going to see more of this, I think is kind of what I'm what I'm thinking, like as well, more as more information comes out, we're going to see more of because we've talked about the positive effects. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be research on some of the negative effects of marijuana, like everything is not rainbows and puppies and kittens like the, there are going to be some negatives. And those of us that are, are you know, proponents we're going to have to look at that information and maybe reevaluate some of our choices. Well, back in May, Odyssey reported on a study that revealed young men with cannabis use disorder, the inability to stop using marijuana, even though it causes health and social problems in their lives, mm-hmm. have a higher chance of uh, developing schizophrenia, which that's scary in itself. That study was completed by researchers with the National Institute of Health. So, they analyzed the detailed health records of more than 6 million people over the course of five decades. Now, let, let me say this about marijuana and just the, the conversation around marijuana. One of the things that people talk about when they talk about marijuana is they talk about, you know, it's natural, it's from the earth, and, no, you know, people don't die from marijuana, people don't overdose on marijuana, people don't do I, – I, I get all of that. I'm, no one's, I'm not going to sit here and equate <laughs> – Marijuana use to hard drug use. No, no one's going to say that. But I do think that we have to be careful with marijuana as a whole. Well, yeah, and, and I think that you know when you're going along, it's it's not just the marijuana; it's what else could be in that marijuana. Yeah, I think it's you know marijuana. If you're getting the pure strain, then that's different than getting something. That may have been mixed or contaminated. But that's how you else. get strains, though. You get strains when you are kind of like concocting and mixing and getting oh, yeah, stuff together. I, yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Yeah. It's it's when you're it's when you're introducing something that's not natural yes, yes. into it. That's where the problem comes in. Let's go to Rod in Wisconsin. What's up, Rod? Yeah, you guys probably get. Thank you. Uh, you're probably getting tired of listening to me. I, I but I your, your shows are so interesting. But. Uh, Anyhow, uh, last night I happened to hear uh, there was a, vet, a Vietnam veteran. Uh, it, it, it didn't happen last night. I just heard about it last night. 
uh, they watched that last game of the Bears, so a guy in Chicago. And uh, anyhow, he said, well, it was nice knowing you guys. And they, they didn't think nothing of it. He went home. He shot himself in the mm. chest. Mm. He was suffering. It, it was my, you know, PT, they didn't call PTSD back then. But I did, the reason I brought that up is because the other day they had on about a veteran who is um, with these, uh, they, they call them uh, magic, you know, psychedelic magic mushrooms or whatever. Oh, yeah, you know. yeah, yep, yep. And, and, you know, and, and, and he is living, uh, he says, without them, he says, he, he wouldn't live. Mm. Uh, he, you know, now, uh, in the medical profession, I'm, I, I have OCD and schizophrenia, and uh, I'm on clonazepam and venlafaxine and hydroxine and uh, olanzapine. And I'll tell you, if it wasn't for, I think the main one is the clonazepam, uh, I wouldn't be here. Well, let me yeah. ask you. Let me let me no. let me ask you this, Rod. Do you are you do you utilize or smoke any weed at all? No, abs. No, no. I okay. smoked cigarettes for for thirty years, and thank God I finally quit them damn things uh, about <laughs> four years ago. Congratulations. I mean, I look back and you know why would you ever start? Well, I mean, that I still could t- take one and take uh, take a, a good cigarette and smoke it. I like the taste, but no, I, I'm not going to touch it. You know. And um, but anyhow, I just I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that, and, uh, yeah, and, and, and thanks for the are, thanks for the phone call from Ryan in Wisconsin. Look, there there's look when we talk about what people utilize to deal with ever that they're dealing with the range. Everybody can't see my hands, but mm-hmm. I'm doing like the Chris Lindall right now. Yeah, you've got your you've got your arms yeah. wide open. Yeah. Whether it's marijuana, whether it's the the drugs or the uh, I don't I shouldn't call them drugs, but but the uh, medications that mm-hmm. Rod of Wisconsin is utilizing yeah. uh, to help him with his issues, man, it's so wide ranging, man. Yeah, and there are so many things out there now. No matter what your issue is, there's a medication for anything to help you, which I feel is it, it's beneficial to us. So you're not relying on some of these substances that. I mean, because if you're not familiar with some of these, you don't know how they are going to affect you. And that's a concern. If you're putting something or you're trying something and you're not sure what it's going to do to you, it's a very delicate dance. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a look at the local weather, and we'll do that next year with meteorologist Paul Douglas. All right, a quick update. The Minnesota Timberwolves did defeat the Detroit Pistons tonight, 124-117. to 117. Wolves stay hot. They got a back-to-back. Tomorrow here at home at Target Center. I believe the opponent is the Memphis Grizzlies. Without Ja. Without Ja, yeah, he's done for the year with a, a bad wing. The wing was clipped for Ja. I don't feel bad for Ja. No. I'm just saying. And I'm not saying that I'm happy that he's hurt. Okay, don't don't I don't want people to take it that way. I'm just saying I don't feel sorry for him. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. You don't have to say sorry for not being sorry. No, I'm just saying he. You know he he likes to get into knucklehead behavior. Well, he's and, got all the time in the world now. And I believe in karma. So the bad shoulder is karma for all of the knuckleheaded stuff that he did. Maybe. Okay. All right. I mean, did he have to do any um, 
outside of the suspension, did he have to do any jail time or anything? No, not that I'm no. aware of. No, no. Well, now no, charges, to... no charges pressed or anything like that. So he, he misses a year. Well, I, I mean, basically, because they only played like five games, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe now's the time to get into some trouble because you can get it all resolved by the time that you come back next year. No, that won't help. Not at that moment. Okay. I'm just saying, if you're going to get into trouble, get into trouble while you're hurt. The Minnesota Timberwolves people, through 40 games, has won 29 mm-hmm. of those games. The Timberwolves are 29 <laughs> and 11. I apologize. Carl Anthony Towns, I apologize. You're right. I was wrong. I didn't I didn't think they were going to do anything. So the two bigs, the uh Northern Heights, those are uh those are going to work. Is, is this validation for Tim Conley? No. You got to win oh, something. Okay. That's yeah. that, that's mean, that's get, my question. Get, getting into the postseason that um no. That won't yeah. Can we say that we feel confident about them missing the play-in tournament? I mean, are, are we thinking they're going to be in the top six, the Western Conference? Do you know how poorly they would have to play in the second half of the season for them to not be in? They're the, they're the top team in the West right now. Have you? I mean, you don't worry about the rules. No, I'm just saying, I get, I get that, but, like, there has to be an injury. It has to yeah. be something that really, like, they're clicking and they're playing too well. Yeah. And, by the way, I'm not somebody that says that the Wolves have to go out and make a move. Yeah, I, because I'm, you got great chemistry right here. I was going to say, just because you can go out and make a move, yeah, doesn't mean that you should. Because, I mean, you got to remember they they've got a ton of money that's going to kick in. So, I mean, any, yeah, I don't know, man. I the Mike Conley for D'Angelo Russell deal with Nikhil Alexander Walker. Oh my gosh, just thrown in. What I a mean, steal! This was That's theft. This was an incredible move. That should be by there, Tim Conley. There should be there should be a wanted sign right now for the theft that Tim Conley mm-hmm. did to the Jazz to get Nikhil Alexander Walker and Mike Conley, and you parted with D'Angelo. Yeah, I, it is. It and is, picks and picks and yeah. picks. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, I have not heard. Any rumblings about that Rudy Gobert deal? And again, I, I it just seems like we have very short attention spans as fans because everybody's it's the feel good story right now. Like they are the team. Viking season is done. The Twins are about a what a month away from spring training. The you know Wild have they've gone through. Well, they're going through some things because they've been injury-ridden and inconsistent. So the Wolves right now are the story here in the Twin Cities. But, yeah, I I have not heard any negative rumblings at all. It's like everybody's just completely forgotten where we were a year ago with Cat missing 52 games because of that calf injury and Rudy wasn't healthy, and it just – it's a completely different vibe. Do you ever remember, like, a vibe like this around the Wolves? Yeah. Do you, uh, it's 2004. 2004, okay. Plain and simple. Okay. Like, I mean, that was K- – KG was the MVP. Yeah, year. is this – I mean, think about that. The Wolves 
uh, got rid of D'Angelo Russell. They got Mike Conley Jr., Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three mm-hmm. second-round picks. With the way that deals are done in the NBA, are the first-round picks overblown? Like the, the picks that the Wolves gave up? Especially now, if the Wolves are successful and, and you know and have... No, a, you can no, you can give up too much. They still gave up too they much. They still gave up too much. Oh, in my opinion, short, yeah. short of a championship, they gave up too much. Well, I mean, if you win a championship, then I think at the end of the day, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. But if you don't win a championship, yeah, you you part with a lot of stuff. Okay, that's the way I look at it. No, I, and I I think that's fair. Now you kind of caught me. You got me thinking here, kind of on the fly. Well, don't think too hard. Well, now the the hamster wheels are turning right now. Yeah. You mentioned the two thousand three two thousand four team. How would this team? Now, stack up against that team. Mm, I don't know. To, to, I, I mean, I know different I, styles it, and everything. Yeah, so. it's, it's hard to say. I, I'm, you know, I used to do. I used to love doing that all the time, mm-hmm. but I don't do that as much now because when you're so far removed from it, like that was 20 years ago. Yeah, it's hard. Like somebody said that the other day about um, they were trying to compare different people, and 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 who was it? Oh, Kevin Durant. Okay. And Kevin Durant says, "Man, that's not even a thought. Yeah. That's not even." I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Well, it is the twenty-year anniversary of that team. I'm just, you know, let's. Yeah. All of the are the stars aligning to take one more step? Can we get to the finals? I mean, you That's know, all I want. That's is all I there going to be some uh, weird shenanigans in the uh, conference championship? Six five one four six one nine two two six. We're going to do headlines, and then we're done. You're on the Lake Show. Right, let's dive in headlines here in the final couple of minutes here on the Lake Show. Christopher Tubbs, what you got for us this evening? We got a, a packed show tomorrow, by the way. We got three different guests as it stands right now. Maybe more. We'll see. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun night tomorrow. It's always a fun night here. It's always a fun night, especially when we're either really hot or really cold here in the studio. But, you know, just depends on what part Are you of the hot studio. or cold tonight? I, I'm hot here. I'm cold out there. Okay. I mean, because it's it's... 70 in here, 50 out there in, in the hallway. Oh, 70 is not even hot. No. Hey, Governor Tim Walz is unveiling details about his plans to improve the state's infrastructure. The budget of nearly a billion dollars includes investments in transportation, housing, and water systems. Public safety projects are also set to receive $142 million with plans to create a new headquarters for Minnesota State Patrol uh, now, Minnesota Republicans are questioning why Governor Tim Wall's bonding plan doesn't include more money for local communities. Uh, Republican Carrie Housley from Stillwater sits on the Senate Capitol Committee, and she asked uh, CCO you know, Radio's Vanita Sakar. she said that it's disappointing to see so much money going towards state agencies. Quote, we gave a bunch of money last year, $2.6 billion, and a lot of that was for preservation for those state agencies. So why wasn't there more for those state agencies? Only 4%. Housley says Republicans are focused on crumbling infrastructure such as roads, bridges, and water quality. And Wall says he believes that all of the rolled-out investments have the well-being and the future of Minnesota at heart. You know, the money given when we start talking about the roads and all this stuff, we knew that that would at some point kind of be a little bit of a, a stickler, right? Because remember, that was the whole thing when Biden got into office. He's talking about the, the infrastructure and all that stuff. Yep. So it, it, it doesn't shock me that here in an election year that that, that, that topic kind of comes up a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, some of the infrastructure you're talking about, you know, it's the broadband going out to the rural areas, too. It's kind of those things that 
You can't see. Not everything you can't see, yeah. Yeah, not not everything you can see. But I, I, I understand the point where it's like, why does all of it seem to be going to this area? I, I totally understand, and I feel like that's that's a valid point. Hey, California Governor Gavin Newsom said he will not sign a proposed ban on tackle football for children under 12, ending advocates' short-lived hopes of having the bill become law next year, actually this year. He said, I will not sign legislation that bans youth tackle football. I'm deeply concerned about the health and safety of our young athletes, but an outright ban is not the answer. Now, the proposal from uh, Democratic Assembly member Kevin McCarty would have been phased in gradually through 2029. Last week, a legislative committee sent the bill to the floor of the state assembly, clearing a way for the vote by the end of the month. Now, the proposal to ban youth tackle football gained momentum this year amid increasing concern about concussions along the rise in the popularity of flag football. Uh, the bill prompted strong opposition from parents, coaches, and kids. Many of them attended a public hearing in the California Capitol last week wearing their football jerseys while asking lawmakers not to pass a bill. Critics viewed the bill as a challenge to parental rights, with one parent going so far as to say it didn't make sense for California to tell her she could decide what happens with her pregnancy, but not what sport her children can play. All right, so I look at this, and so there's a few things here. I was not going to shed a tear if they had of bandit. I wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. I love football, played football at a young age. I've heard NFL players say they have no problem with it. NFL players, the people that ultimately put their bodies on the line, say, I got no issue. And one of them was um, George Foster, former AFC tackle with the Denver Broncos. He says, man, look. I was a late bloomer anyway. I didn't start ta- uh, 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 playing um, lineman until I got to be like a junior in, in high school. So I'm not saying that that's got to be everybody's experience and existence in the world. It's wait till 11th grade to do something. But the bottom line is 12, I think a lot of people would have been fine with that. Yeah, I I, I think so too. I, I've, I've come around on the other side of it. So I can totally understand where parents want to uh, – they want to keep things safe for their kids. And uh, finally, the the last one here. Are you a No Doubt fan? The uh, the band. They they had a couple of bangers. Okay, I'm not the biggest fan, but if you're, yeah, a, I'm not. So I would I would categorize it as not being the biggest fan. But I like this song. No. This is uh, yeah, it's hella good. Would you say? Anyway, they are reuniting for Coachella for the first time since 2015. So nine years it's been. Since the band is, uh, they are literally getting the band together. They're going to be headlining Coachella in Southern California. Uh, it's going to be the uh, weekend of April 12th through the 14th and April 19th through the 21st. So uh, that's big Gwen new- Stefani, baby. Yeah. You like? I, I've never been a big Gwen Stefani fan. No, I'm not talking about in terms of her music. I'm just- no, never. Really? No. Oh, I think she's distracted. No, she never, she never did anything for me. She does everything for me. Well, yeah. I, I she does know. a lot for me. I ain't going to say everything. She does a lot for you? I think she's a beautiful woman. Uh, I mean, she just, she's not my cup of tea. And I, again. She grew on me, though. I, I do want to acknowledge that. A little bit on the thin side, but she grew on me. Maybe it's when she got with Blake. Uh, see, maybe that's <laughs> when it turned me off. Oh, Give wow. me Miranda Lambert over Gwen oh, Stefani. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I said what I said. Back tomorrow, 6 o'clock until 9, it's The Lake Show, right here on The Good Neighbor, News Talk, 830-WCCO. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.